The Haith is a land of endless possibility. Between vast stretches of land and sea are communities of animal folk, living life and sharing in its wonder. Flocks of buggy creatures also share in the bounty of the land, from herds of bumbles to beetles to moths delivering letters by moonlight. And although the war was recent and not forgotten, a widespread culture of hospitality and kindness fills the hearts of many. The lonely conquerors of the past will remain as such. So what are you waiting for? Journey is out there, just waiting for you to dive in, and stories are waiting to be found. Come join us for another adventure and see what lies ahead. And don't forget to start with your left foot forward. Hello, folks, and welcome to Left Foot Forward. I am your host, Jonah, or Daisy, and this is a Wander Home actual play series where we build the wonderful land of Haith together and fill the world with beautiful stories. Wander Home is a game written by J-Dragon and published by Possum Creek Games. If you wish to check it out, there will be a link in the episode description for you to get a look. As always, we have a guest on the show, uh, and why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Devin. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me online at Devin Decibel. Um, I'm in a band called The Y Axes. We make like weird uh, pop. Uh, and you can also check out the actual play podcasts that I make. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my podcast is still in the works, but it's called Never Die Alone. And it should be out uh, hopefully around the same time that this is coming out. Um, and I also made a uh, Fall of Magic actual play called Flight of Magic. That you can look up uh, on any podcaster. Heck yeah. Podcatcher. Pod, pod. <laughs> <laughs> any, any of the pods, check your pockets. Yeah. Uh, totally valid. I also don't know when this is going to be out. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually going to be out that the day that the listeners are listening to it. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> What's up? I hope it's a nice day. I hope uh, you're, you're going on a nice walk or uh, a casual commute. There's no traffic. Anyway, I will break down what we're going to do for right now. Essentially, we're going to have a fun talk about the characters that we have created and are going to be playing in the world of Wanderhome. Most of the listeners will probably have already heard me create my character, but for your assistance, I will, you know, frame my choices alongside yours. Not sure if I'll cut it out or not, but, you know... If you've already heard this, listeners, and you're going to hear it again, eh, you know, it's fun to refresh. As that happens, I will hopefully try to fluidly shift between character building and my air quotes interview questions. Uh, I have yet to, well, I don't know if I've yet to do it successfully fluid yet, but we'll see. We'll get some questions in there. And 
after that, we'll we'll jump into the Hathland and see what happens. So, I guess the first thing that I'll do is start off with one of my questions. Before we before we get into your playbook and your character, uh, I want to ask what your experience with TTRPGs is. Um, like like how long have you been playing? Do you have a favorite one? Anything that Basically anything. I feel like a lot of people talk about their first time playing, but that's also a question people get a lot. So you don't have to answer that if you don't want. <laughs> huh. Uh, I don't know if I have that interesting of an answer. I don't know. I have uh, always been a, a, a highly imaginative person as a child. And uh, I unfortunately didn't discover uh, role-playing games until I was like in my, my, my 20s. I feel like that's something that I would have uh, uh, greatly enjoyed as a kid, though I didn't have like a lot of nerds like me that I think I could have partaken it, partaken in it with. Uh, uh, <laughs> but Valid. yeah, I, me too. I, I, <laughs> my I, my first experience was playing like D and D three point five with some uh, uh, other nerds at uh, in college. Uh, I was I was a, a chemist, and my chemistry lab was right next to a physics lab where there was a bunch of nerds that were playing it. I got into it that way. And then after that, I immediately was like, oh, I'm going to design my own role-playing game because, I don't know, I thought D&D was too complicated. But then I made something convoluted myself, and then I gave up (laughs) on it, and then I've just been playing indie games since then. (laughs) Fair. We've been there. (laughs) Uh, I always have some idea in my mind that I want to build, but just can't. Yeah, I, I I decided I wanted to be a storyteller more than a, a game designer, so that's why I'm yeah. here making making podcasts instead. <laughs> Valid. Uh, I, I, I I can't say I have any favorites though. I, I feel like lately I've been playing a lot of like Forged in the Dark type games, mm-hmm. just because I like how they're like framed, uh, uh, and they're pretty they're pretty easy to learn. But uh, beyond that, I don't know. Uh, I definitely don't have favorite. I, I love story games and stuff like this. Yes. As well. Yeah, I'm currently reading like three different Forged in the Dark games. So. I'm currently running song, Songs for the Desk on my, my podcast. Ooh, okay. You know, I might have to check that out. I love me a good Forged in the Dark game. It's like a science fantasy post-apocalyptic kind of thing. It's cool. That sounds rad. All right. So since we like to make stories, let's start off with a great way to make stories and talk about the people in those stories. If you want to roll up on the play kit for Wander Home, uh, we can talk a little bit about your character. From what we have talked about before, I'm super excited to learn more about this character. Uh, I think that they will have a great parallel to my own. So (laughs) why don't you give us a little info? So uh, uh, I was reading through the different uh, playbooks, and I was really drawn to the moth tender one, not knowing that you also made a, a moth tender character. <laughs> when we talked before, you you talked about the playbooks that the other guests picked, and not the one that you picked. <laughs> I re- I realized that when you said that to me, but you know, I guess it it works out because one of the things I've super been interested in, in looking at is other interpretations of these different playbooks. Cause that's a huge thing about this game for me. Like it's almost like there's infinite ideas because every single person is going to have a different experience looking at it. <laughs> and, and much like my uh, story earlier, I, I, I saw something and then I immediately tried to change it and make my own version of it. Uh, uh, I read the moth tender as a, a, a like mail carrier and I was like, no, that's not what I am. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I tend moths as a, a, a means of helping spirits pass on to the, the afterlife. Uh, 
So I, I have a much different interpretation of, of, of the moth tender. And I think it's kind of cool maybe that there are different different ways that the moths exist in this this, this setting and different uh, uh, practical uh, uses and relationships they can have with their tenders. Yeah. I, I liked, so, so you were talking about how you, you help spirits kind of like um, move on and, and, and basically re-embody themselves in the moths, right? Yeah. Um, I saw it as a way for like to help the grieving process and to also help spirits that might be stuck. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the classic like lore of ghosts is that they're like, they have unfinished business. They're unable to move on. And uh, I, I imagine that the moths could be vessels for spirits, which allow them to do what they need to do to move on, whether that is spend more time with loved ones or see something they never got to see. And they're yeah. just given this like fleeting chance to, to be re-embodied before they're able to pass on. Because moths only live about a year. So I think it, it gives you this like, you know, second chance to, to say goodbye to the ones you love uh, yeah. uh, or you know, say goodbye to the world in a way. And and I, I also really like that as kind of a parallel to to the moth tenders who are mail carriers, because you know, there's not really a a way in the in the book that shows where the moths come from. Uh, mm-hmm. so maybe this is this is almost either a new thing or a, a passed along tradition that uh, is part of the same like moth tending idea? I um, think this is a a new thing. I think this okay. is a, a, a something that my my character's mentor sort of discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, though important question. Uh, uh, I I've been imagining these moths as being pretty big, like not yeah. not like not like mo- big enough to ride, but like the size of like a you know like a vinyl record. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a good um, good thing to bring up because I think as most things in this game, it's up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally love the idea of like big fluffy bugs. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm obsessed with the the bumblebee sheep, basically, uh, and I I do like the idea of just like a giant. Well, I guess maybe not giant, but large fluffy moth that can be your friend you're you're right there is precedent for large bugs in the book (laughs) so so they can be as large or as small as we want um and same with our characters um for reference i am a rabbit who's six feet tall (laughs) oh that's a big that's a big bun (laughs) yeah she's big um i'm also an angora rabbit so extremely fluffy but yeah i i love this I love this moth tending idea. I'm really excited to see where we go with it and and explore what it means more, um, and see if we can spread it around around the hay. Uh, the next or Heath, step, or Heath. <laughs> Heath, Heath, Heath. Uh, however, maybe maybe different different people from different places pronounce it differently. <laughs> Before we got on on the call, I, I, I gave uh, Daisy a hard time about a. a <laughs> The pronunciation of the letters A and E together. <laughs> I was never good at uh, English. Uh, anyway, uh, names, uh, regarding names, uh, why don't you tell us about your character's name and pronouns, the, the first part of the playbook? Yeah, my character's name is Early Orchard. 
Um, he uses he, him pronouns and he's a hyena. Um, he has like black fur, but like that, you know, that black fur that like, when you look at it in the right light, it looks kind of reddish. Ooh, yeah. Should I describe what else he looks like besides that? Or, uh, if you, if you want, you can feel free to describe any of like the extra stuff right now. Um, there is a portion of the playbook that lets you kind of choose things to help describe, but yeah. you also don't have to strictly pick from that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go ahead and, and describe him as, as you wish. Well, from the, the you are and you aren't list, um, let's see, he is uh, calm and trusting, but he isn't cheerful and he isn't blunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine him as being a, a very kind but somewhat macabre fellow, um, <laughs> especially since he, he deals in, in death in a way. He is in a way, sort of an undertaker or a post undertaker. <laughs> um, uh, he, he's, he's, he's regularly confronted with uh, his own mortality and the mortality of those around him. Mm. So he's not the most chipper uh, person in the world, um, but he's, 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 he's chill, he's calm, he, he believes in people, he trusts people. And uh, in terms of not being blunt, I don't think he's loud and I don't think he's uh, intrusive. Um, not that he doesn't mm-hmm. say what he means, but I don't think he's pushes himself into view, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 a little bit of a a, a misfit in his his community. I think. I like this a lot because uh, for me, my character Mina Leftfoot, um, she the two that I picked for her, she is curious and trusting. Uh, and the two things that she is not are proper and blunt. <laughs> uh, and, and those, I, I, in, in my interpretation of blunt in this, was that uh, she, doesn't, she definitely doesn't get to the point right away. So she may ramble to get her opinion across. Mm-hmm. Um, which, is, which is a lot kind of like me. Sometimes I can't stop talking when my point has been made. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, hopefully that's not too weird. Uh, if I actually even remember to adapt that in, uh, but so far I like the lines between these two characters. Um, should I go to the next section describing? Yeah, that? yeah. Talk about talk about your look, uh, and you can do the like three to four things here if you want, but you can also either choose things that aren't here or add more. Yeah, um, I'm gonna because... I'm gonna go totally off script here. Yeah. Um, I love all the things that are on here, but I also figured since we were both moth tenders that I just pick completely unique things so that there wasn't really overlap. Um, yeah. I think he wears a a patchwork gray duster. Um, I, I imagine it's like a, a simple gray duster, but there's like patches of like colorful fabrics and stuff that uh, that you know cover up holes and tears and stuff in it, with giving this juxtaposition of color to this like sort of grim grim jacket. Um, and he carries a, a ukulele with him. It's kind of usually strung at his belt loop. Um, and it's, it's a, a worn ukulele. It's kind of old. Um, and it has uh, paintings of, of flowers on the wood of it. And probably the, the most unique thing somebody would notice about him um, if they were to uh, come across him walking down the street is that he's carrying a... He, <laughs> I don't know how to describe this as besides being a backpack, but it's not a backpack, it's a grandfather clock that he carries around <laughs> everywhere with him. 
It is like Whoa. twice his size and it's extremely heavy, uh, but it is a burden that he bears to carry this thing around. Um, and this is his own personal moth tower, but we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> yes, I love that so much. It's so cool. And uh, he also has a, a retinue of colorful moths that seem to, to follow him around, which is probably unusual for a moth tender having their own mobile moth station. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, and for, for my look as Mina, uh, as I said before, she's big. Uh, she's a large, fluffy Angora rabbit uh, with broad shoulders. Uh, she wears a newsy hat between her, her slicked back ears. Uh, and there's an occasional fluffy tuft of fur that pokes out of the hat uh, in its dyed purple. Uh, and she has an orange scarf that she puts little pins that she collects on. Uh, the things that I chose from that look are a lunar calendar, a small set of reading glasses, a map of the local moth towers, and the last one is my favorite. It's a, a sense that I'm in over my head. <laughs> <laughs> because I am on this journey and who knows what's going to happen. But I'm excited either way. Since we have the main look described, we're going to flash over to another question real quick. Uh, we kind of touched on this before a little bit with uh, really liking to create your own things and telling stories, but what is your favorite thing about TTRPGs? Like, what's your favorite thing that they let you do? What keeps you coming back for more? Um, I mean, kind of like I touched on, uh, uh, I feel like my imagination is both a blessing and a burden, and I feel like I need to constantly be exercising it or else I will explode. Um, <laughs> Mood. So, uh, yeah, like even as like a little kid, I would like, design my own video games in quotation marks in terms of like drawings and maps and stuff like that. I think that's just something that I've always done. And, you know, it's, it's a, a, a way for me to play as I did as a kid, as an adult in a, in a structured way that uh, uh, doesn't make me uh, look like a kid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Not, not oh. that there's anything wrong with that at all. Uh, it's a way to explore. And I also like to, I like, role-playing games because they help me like communicate the things going on in my brain more you know like yeah uh, uh, especially like over the last year um i guess this is kind of personal but i've <laughs> i've recently figured out that i'm i'm most likely autistic and it has helped me a lot in terms of i think i don't think i would have figured that out if i didn't get into role-playing games yeah <laughs> That's that's really awesome. Honestly, even like aside from all of the fun, role playing games are like just so useful. Yeah, like they they're they're both personal on like an intense level, but also like impersonal in the way that makes it a little easier to explore. Yeah, but I, I just like it because it really helps me like explain what's going on in my brain to other people. That's that's super rad. I I would say that I love games for probably the same reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right now back to our moth tender oh also i wanted to i wanted to ask early orchard is your name uh mm -hmm. is that a full name together or is it a first and last or uh it's uh, a first and last you can call okay. me early you can call me earl uh okay <laughs> I, I love naming structure naming convention um so so i always want to ask uh, uh maybe we'll meet uh uh my grandma mama orchard 
I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She's uh, my mentor, but we'll get into that. <laughs> ooh. Okay, yeah. Uh, so the next thing, um, and this is actually something, the the, the packages that you carry, uh, this is probably where we're going to branch off from the main moth tender a little bit. Yeah, I, def- um, I already figured out how I'm going to hack this, though. Okay, sweet. Uh, that, that was my main question, how we wanted to deal with this. Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about that, then? Yeah, so I, I mentioned earlier about how the the these spirits kind of get this, like, second fleeting life as, as mm-hmm. moths in order to, you know, whatever unfinished business they have. So I think instead of three packages that I carry, I have three spirits with me that are, that are with me at the moment that have different needs. Um so I wrote down uh, for the three packages I carry, or the three spirits that I carry, uh, a spirit who wants to see something beautiful, a lonely spirit, and a mischievous spirit. Oh, I love that. I guess since since we're talking about them, uh, these are things that you carry with you. Uh, how I picture them, uh, at least in terms of like the, the packages and things, they're kind of like story prompts. Mm-hmm. Um are any of these, I guess, potential story prompts something that you might want to explore in this session? That was, like, that more was explicitly. Yeah, that was exactly the, the idea behind them. Is that they are like vague, vague prompts to explore, helping these these spirits carry on. Um, uh, uh, would you mind repeating those again? Uh, yeah. I was typing them out. And I, yeah, <laughs> my uh, brain a, sidetracked. A spirit who wants to see something beautiful, a lonely spirit, and a mischievous spirit. And uh, I, I described earlier as part of his look that he has a retinue of colorful moths. Um, these are those spirits. Ooh, okay. So like the, the, his, his, his tower, his grandfather clock, the, the cabinet inside of it has like a couple cocoons in it that he uses to like sort of collect spirits. But then the ones I... that have hatched sort of like flutter around with him. So do you have an idea of what it looks like? I mean, maybe this is something we can we can see in play, but but what mm-hmm. it looks like when you collect a spirit? Uh, I think we, I think we can explore that in play. Okay. I'm very interested. I, I, I think it's so cool. Gosh, I'm I'm fanning over this now because it's <laughs> ever literally ever since you like sent me the message with that. I I've, I've been like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> it's a really cool idea. <laughs> I guess I'll tell you the packages that, that, that Mina carries with her. Um, I have yet to deliver any of these. Um, Step it up. <laughs> What's up? Well, Good job. <laughs> to to uh, maybe get around to the whole, it's been four months and I haven't gotten my package. I'm thinking that perhaps whenever it's actually time to deliver one of these is like the episode where we see like her pick it up so it's not just like you've been carrying this the whole time (laughs) Uh, either that or you know it takes a while to travel so so maybe it it is like a whole year journey to send a letter who knows um but anyway the packages that i'm carrying and where they are going uh i carry a summons from the king of the floating mountain for a cheer uh, for a cheerful old farmer with a big family i carry a wax sealed love letter for the leader of the last outpost of the rebellion and i carry a basket of homemade candies for a cheerful young rabbit that just moved to the big city 
And they, these are also like similar story prompts, like things if we wanted to explore, we could say, hey, we're in this place. I have this package. Let's find the person. But we also don't need to. That's all things we can discover as we play. And then there are two things that you carry with you at all time. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us about them? Yeah, I carry the wisdom of your caring adoptive mother, um, in parentheses, grandmother, um, who reminded you to always be yourself. Um, should I should I go into what that means? Or? Yeah, I'd love to, because as a aside, I technically also chose that, but we probably have different interpretations. I would love to hear yours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my grandmother was the original moth tender in the community that early is from, um, and uh, his his mother passed away at a young age, so he was raised by his his grandmother, and um, he is he was a unique child, uh, a strange one. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think part of why he became such a a dour individual is that people were a little bit unsettled by his smile being a, a hyena with sharp teeth and the mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, fun hyena fact they have the strongest uh, uh, jaw strength of any animal. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> And you yeah, busted he, up some jawbreakers, I guess. Yeah, he was just a little bit of a weird child, so I, I'm guessing he got made fun of a little bit. Um, and, mm-hmm. and he kind of like lived on the outskirts of town in a, a, a collapsed moth tower um, that used to be a, a, a trading post that uh, has since been in disrepair. Um, but you know, they, they figured out a new thing to do with the moths. Yeah, um, yeah and she she you know just told him to embrace who he is. He's unique, he's different, and that makes him special rather than uh, a, a burden, you know? Yeah, I like that. Uh, that that pairs well with, with what I chose of that one too, which is uh, I, I, my brain just kind of rolls forward sometimes, so I didn't even think about who my mother was. <laughs> but um, my, my, my thing of always be yourself is... Uh, Basically, the second half of that is don't let anyone tell you you can't. Uh, so just be you. So I think I think that means we might get along pretty well. Yeah. Just two people being ourselves. Um, yeah, what's, what's the second thing? The other thing I picked was a decoder for the secret moth tending cipher gifted by your imaginative mentor. Um, also in parentheses, grandmother. These, these yeah. both apply to uh, Mama Orchard. Um she was the original like moth tender in this 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 village that mm-hmm. uh, early is from, um, but kind of in her era there was like a a really big battle that happened. Um, I imagine that this city is kind of on the precipice, sort of like a border between two territories or what were two territories back in her day, um, mm-hmm. and there was a big war over this territory, and that's when the moth tower collapsed, and uh, um, she. She lost her partner in 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 the battle, um, but then like a few nights after she lost him, um, she saw a, a, a moth that reminded her of him. Um, I, I imagine maybe like the pattern on the wings of the moth like matched his eyes, like they had the same yeah. green color with the same number of brown speckles on each one. Um, and she was convinced that this moth was uh, her her partner in in a, a new form. Um, and she took care of this moth and it stayed with her for uh, uh, most of its life until it seemed like it was ready to move on. And then she watched it fly into the sky towards one of the moons. Um, and at that moment, she was convinced that she helped her, 
her, her partner pass on. Um, and since then, she's seen these weird, unique moths as people and that the patterns that they exhibit are um, a reflection of, of the spirit that has embodied them. And this has kind of led her to her new purpose with the moths of, of being a tender to them in terms of helping them become vessels for uh, lost spirits and then helping those, those spirits move on. So she, she's sort of taught early how to read the patterns and how to know what kind of character these spirits have. That's why I know that I have a, uh, a, a spirit that wants to see something beautiful, a lonely spirit and a mischievous spirit. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's, that, that's awesome. I, I was getting chills that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, and I guess to keep that mood up, I'll tell you about the second half, the second thing that Mina chose, uh, which is a promise you made to your best friend that weighs heavy on your heart. <laughs> and the, the first time, like I, I, when I made my character, I did like a weird kind of solo thing where I like talked to myself and made stuff. Um, no idea if it worked out, uh, but it was fun to play. Uh, either way, I made um, Mina's best friend uh, a, named Elacor Luce. They use Zay and Zem pronouns, uh, and they're a small red panda. Um, but the promise that Mina made to Elacor was that the two of them would, at the end of her journey, come together and like work at the Moth Tower in the city they were raised. But um, because she left on this journey, uh, <laughs> she can't do that yet. So every day it's like a reminder that, that she still has to go back for her friend or, or, or not hasn't, hasn't been there for her friend yet. But she, she writes letters and makes cool postage stamps because Elicor likes to collect postage stamps. But yeah, that's, that's the thing that, that weighs heavy on my heart. I am loving early so far. I really like this character. I really like what you've chosen and how you have added things. Um, before we talk about uh, the thing that bonds our two characters together, is there anything else you would like to mention about early? Um, actually, I, well, I wanted to mention something mechanically. Yeah, uh, of course. I, I've been thinking about this. Uh, one of the prompts on the some things you can always do says say i have a letter for you they get a token if they accept the letter mm -hmm. um i want to change that and i'm thinking maybe it's something about like i want you to tell me about somebody you love that you lost and you would get a token Ooh. if you did that okay um maybe it's like uh, maybe it's something like at ask somebody do you have um do you have a story for me or mm -hmm. Or, or do you have a lot? Do you have a loss for me? Uh, that that phrasing seems kind of uh, darker than than I think we're going for. I, but. I, I I don't think it is because I think part of uh, the, the this job um, he he's become the main moth tender. I think his grandmother mm -hmm. is very elderly and she can't really do the job anymore. Um, and he's still kind of learning and developing this new way of of moth tending. So I think hearing more stories about grief and loss and how people move on is like really important to his uh, uh, development as a moth tender. Yeah. Or this so particular kind of moth tender. Yeah, maybe it is just. Do you have a loss for me? Yeah. As 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 
dour and macabre of a fellow as he is, he sees this as something uh, uh, productive and beautiful rather than yeah, because uh, it's kind of framed in that sort of like like a person to to tell your grieving to and and to kind of like carry on with it or, or somebody to to help it move through the world. Yeah. Instead of just like, tell me all your sad stuff. Yeah. It's like, let me help you with your sad stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. Uh, also, as a question, um, do you want, do you think that that you would keep the name Moth Tender? Or do you think there's some other sort of like iteration or or name that, that you would take on um, I don't in think this so. past? I don't think so. Because... Uh, uh, Mama Orchard was the moth tender. She was the mm-hmm. the, the the mail carrier, and like she still right. lives in the moth tower, even though it's you know dilapidated. Uh, there there still is this lineage of moth tending here. It's just kind of diverged. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's that you are the moth tender instead of a moth tender. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if we stumble upon another another title that 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 fits, I'm I'm happy yeah. to embrace it. But um, all right, I I I think this town is a little bit uh, uh, out of the way. I don't think they get a lot of mail, so I think mm-hmm. the the people of this 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 town have uh, uh, sort of just accepted that this is what you know the the orchards do. <laughs> like I I think people think they're weird um, and. They definitely live like outside the town a little bit where the moth tower is, but I think people also, you know, do lean on them once in a while. Um, I think it's probably not uncommon to have early come by when somebody's on the deathbed, um, on their deathbed, mm-hmm. to like, you know, start the process of, of, you know, instead of the spirit getting lost, you know, immediately having a cocoon for that spirit and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, being proactive about the the, the journey into death. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, before I forget, because I think I have forgotten every time, uh, let's talk about what bonds our characters together. Ah, um, okay. I've definitely tried to move on and, and the guest has been like, hey, wait, we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll let you go first. If you want, you can choose one of these things off of the ask one to the left, ask one to the right list, um, or you can make up something yourself. But basically, you ask me a question about uh, the relationship our two characters have together, uh, and I, I give you the answer on, I give you the deets, the tea. Um, I don't know if you've done this before, but could we ask one of those questions and have that be a prompt for a scene? Oh, of course, yeah, I would love that. Okay, because I don't know, I th- I just feel awkward like establishing our relationship as if we already know each other when we have. Yeah, really that's. Met. That's totally valid. Okay. Um, I, anytime any of these things come up, if you want to have a scene, um, feel free to just like, like, I want to explore this some more and, and, and we'll hop on in. Yeah. Okay. Um, where, where has Mina been? Like where, where, where was she? Where is she heading? Um, in the grand scheme of geography, I don't particularly know um, because uh a there's like just like the amorphous idea of the the hate the heath uh land um that is being added to as we play but in terms of her journey she's sort of on the early half of it 
essentially the game of wander home is framed around the different seasons Mm -hmm. um and and we'll get into like where we are like when we zoom in on our seasons once we get into real play but at the moment we have seen i think three months which is about one and a half seasons Mm -hmm. Uh, so she left her journey during during the the month of till soil in the season of leap we saw a a view of her during monsoon and and was on a journey during the month of bloom meadow and the season of bright um so she's really on the first half of her journey honestly before even the first half of her journey the first like third even um so we're still in that summary kind of vibe yeah um cool note about what we have discovered about the seasons here uh the spring is kind of the best way i could describe it is a reverse autumn (laughs) because the true colors of the trees are like the cool reds and oranges of fall and autumn Mm -hmm. uh so as the seasons get warmer they they turn into that reds red and oranges at least in the locations that we've we've seen that's fine that just means that our, our sun has a different light spectrum yeah yeah so so by the <laughs> by the time uh bloom meadow came along uh the flowers that were blooming kind of made this cool like ripple effect along the trees that that made it look like waves of fire and even though it's probably kind of summery i'm going to think about this in terms of uh summer in san francisco where i'm from yeah. where it's actually foggy as hell uh oh yeah we can make we can make any season any way we want yeah <laughs> we and made I spring think- fall <laughs> I think that adds to the the the, the gloom of, of where we're ending up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I, I I think based off of where she is, probably the nearest town. Um, I'm gonna call it uh, Borderland, like borderline, but without the e. Um, and this was a, a a town that was kind of on the edge of a a a, a border. I don't know if I said that on on mic, but. Um, the, the, yeah, this like between that, two previous potential like dukedoms or something. Yeah, um, that 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 border has since been been dissolved, but the 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 name of the town still still remains. Um, yeah, and there's just these like large like open fields that um, have not been tilled, have not been planted because uh, uh, these fields were a previous battleground, mm. um, and it definitely has this sort of ominous weight to it. So, so is is this like starting off where where Mina is coming to this town as as kind of like a stop on her moth journey, and and we see her maybe tentatively strolling through these fields with with a slight fog behind her. Yeah, I think you're in these fields. I think the town is still like you know a bit away, mm-hmm. um, and maybe it's like evening, and it, it's you know it's time to 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 make camp or something like that. I, I promise. I'm, I'm promised. This is all working up to a question. No, no. I, I <laughs> even if it's not, this is amazing. <laughs> this is what I love about games. Yeah. Uh, so, so in this in this time where where maybe the sun is going down, or maybe we can't even see it because of the fog, is this when Mina sees early? Not quite. I think what you see uh, uh, does does Mina believe in ghosts? <laughs> I think so. I think she might have seen some. <laughs> has, she, has she had any like experiences? 
On screen, no, but I, I think that definitely maybe this is where we pan back to see her and Elicor back in the in their hometown, like looking at books like floating off of bookshelves or something really fast. And then we pan yeah. back to this. You hear what sounds like a clanking of of metal and you turn and you you just for a brief moment you think you see a person you see a a, a figure and i'm going to say it's probably like a like a deer woman mm-hmm. and she's wearing like um like a black and white like polka dot dress um and you 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 see her drop a sword and then you don't see her and you're like okay that was weird um uh, hello <laughs> is, is, so, is somebody there um, it's getting late. We should probably go go into town. And suddenly you're startled, and uh, a moth flaps by you, and it has a similar pattern on its wings as this woman's dress. Oh, oh, it was it was just a moth. Oh, hello, little one. <laughs> Aren't you pretty? It kind of acknowledges you, and then like flies towards a tree, and then you can hear like music kind of coming from that direction and you see it like fly towards towards the music so do, do you follow the moth oh yes I- yes sorry <laughs> um yeah I, I think i would um i personally did it but th- this is an audio medium we couldn't see i like lifted up my hand toward the moth <laughs> and as it goes away i probably like but wait and like follow it <laughs> Yeah, and also uh, under the some things you can always do, one of the things for the moth tender is follow the moths. So yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I oh, I always follow the moths. <laughs> Maybe even when it's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, as you get closer to where you hear this, like it's it's like eerie music. It's it's not like it's not unsettling. It's just very somber. It's pretty. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty, but it's melancholy. Um, and as you get closer, you see a light. And uh, uh, when you get closer to this light, you see that it is a grandfather clock. And the light is like where the clock face would be. It seems like there's a cabinet to put like a candle in behind mm-hmm. the like translucent clock face. Um, and sitting on top of this grandfather clock is Early. Um, he's just kind of like swinging his feet. Um, I, I imagine Early's probably a lot smaller than Mina if she's like six feet tall. <laughs> yeah, most but for some are. reason, but some for for some reason he carries around this seven foot tall uh, grandfather clock. Um, I love that yeah. image. <laughs> He's just sitting on top of the grandfather clock, uh, like picking at his his ukulele, and he's uh, singing a sad song as um, a couple moths kind of uh, uh, hover around him. And you could see that this 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 black and white moth that you saw earlier kind of flutters up to him and lands on his head um, as he plays this this sad song. In a field of bones we lie Nothing grows but our woe The soil is poisoned for the salt of tears What we could have Share feeds no one. Why 
After that song finishes, I think Mina has been like entranced to this whole time. And she kind of just like dabs at her eyes a little bit and like looks up and and I don't know if she claps. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like she feels like this is not the time to clap, but but in her in her sense she's just like, wow, that that was beautiful. Um He he kind of like clocks that you're there, but he doesn't seem quite finished with what he's doing because like as soon as he finishes the song and he like puts his ukulele down, the that moth that I described earlier uh-huh. kind of like lands on his hand um and just kind of like chills there for a second, sort of taking him in. And he's like, Oh, there you are. I I knew you'd like a song. Huh. And then it like looks at him back again and then leaves and flutters towards the sky. Oh, and I think the question that I was kind of framing this scene around was, do you think the moths are as beautiful as I do? Um, and yeah. maybe that's just like an awkward way that he introduces himself. Uh, do you think the moths are as beautiful as I do? Oh, yes. I love that. Like finally acknowledging. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think this is actually really funny because at this, you're like on top of your seven foot grandfather clock right now yeah i'm a large person so we're kind of <laughs> on like almost the same level i'm a little bit i'm a little bit above you but yeah. not much <laughs> so, so this is probably like one of the first times in mina's life she's had to look up at somebody um and and she says yes they're they're magnificent i i never knew they liked music though where did you where did you learn that uh you know experimentation <laughs> my my mother gave me this this ukulele and i don't know sometimes i would go out into the the fields and practice it and sometimes i'd have an audience well my mother always told me that if somebody enjoys your voice then you can give them a show <laughs> uh, i i i find that the the, the people nearby don't really like my voice. I I find that I tend to bring the atmosphere down when I'm around others. I know it can be a bit shaky, but I don't think the moths mind. And sometimes it's okay to bring the atmosphere down. Sometimes it's what people need. Uh, my name's Mina. Nice to meet you. And I extend out my hand upward at you. <laughs> uh, I think at this moment he 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 realizes this is kind of awkward, so he uh, hops down. Uh, he he's yeah he's probably around like you know five foot something. Uh, he's he's definitely shorter than Mina. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 completely improbable, impractical that he would carry this huge grandfather clock around with his stature. But um, you know maybe he's like he's like buff under his duster. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he, he it also, happy. it could be just, you know, why not? It yeah. could be part of the job. It's just something that you get to do. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of it being like a burden that you carry, in a sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he, he looks up and, and shakes your hand. Ah, 
My name is Early. You can call me Earl. Oh, nice to meet you, Earl. Um, well, are you, are a you a traveler? Yeah, oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm. I'm just. Uh, I, I came around, um, and she like pulls out a map. It's like I was supposed to find the borderline. Um, uh, there's supposed to be a, a tower around here. Um, I can't quite see through all this fog, though. Ah, um, are uh, you from around here? Yeah, I, I live in the tower. Uh, oh, oh, um, uh, okay. Uh, um, uh, um, and she's like <laughs> trying to put things away quickly. Um, like, I don't know. She has a messenger bag on her side. She like stuffs papers <laughs> deeper in yeah. there. It's like, um, well, I, I think that you're the person I'm supposed to meet. Um, um, I'm gonna use this as an opportunity to ask. Or wait, should, are you supposed to ask a question? Or because I, I have another uh, question to ask you. Go for it. Go for it. Um, when did I realize that I could trust you? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, we are both trusting people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. I will also take this opportunity to ask you the same thing because okay. I think right now where we are in this fiction, it's like I am. I believe that you're supposed to be like this person that I was sent to like be like you're this big moth gender person here that's supposed to show me around and know the ropes and yeah. you're literally just asking me. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like I'm trusting you as a superior maybe. Ah, um, okay. So like when I said I lived in the tower, you were like, oh, okay, oh, this, is, yeah. this, is, this is correct. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> hello, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess when I realized that I could trust you is you had a, a, a reference for the moths that like maybe I don't always expect from like travelers or people that are not used to what we do around these parts. Um, mm. Like I, I imagine a lot of people would be like, oh, cool. Look, look at the colors. That's awesome. Not yeah. like not see it as something more, even if you don't necessarily understand what's mm -hmm. happening here. And I'm, I bet you probably also get a lot of people who are like, that's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> and maybe kind of scary. Uh, and I'm just not that at all. A lot like, of those, wow. a lot of those people live in the town. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, all right. And, and I, I think that's probably seen maybe the fog rolls in as we walk towards a uh, borderland. Yeah. Um, I think we head towards the Moth Tower, which is like probably maybe like thirty minutes outside of town. Right. Um, and uh, uh, have you described Moth Towers in the past? What they look like? Not particularly, but I also think that they can vary, like in in ranges. Um, I actually uh, <laughs> funny funny enough, I I found some references that I was using just for my own brain um, on like uh, slide eleven. And there is this like ruined kind of tower that's still standing, um, that I think maybe could maybe fit the. Aesthetic. Oh, that's that's cool. Um, that's such a still... strange looking building. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not sure if your your head cannon for it was like still standing or fallen, um, but I think it's got like the... a Dr. Seuss vibe to me. Yeah, um, like the the gaps and whatnot. Yeah, I think. Huh. I think the standard for tower is for moth towers is like you know straight up tall building a couple windows, um, but I think around the the heath or the heath they're they're all different. Um, 
Okay, Some, now just like a house on top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so imagine that tower, but like broken in half. Yeah. Um, the, the top has kind of collapsed, um, sort of behind it. It's it's sort of nestled into like a. I, I imagine this town is sort of nestled into a mountainside a little bit. Um, then like on one side is a big field, and the other side is a a, a mountain range, and the, the 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 town is kind of built into the foothills. So it's it's a bit rocky over here, anyways. Um, but you could see that like where all the holes would be have been sort of bricked over, mm-hmm. um, and there's like a little like kind of greenhouse kind of thing kind of added to the side. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, okay, and then, so yeah, I, I, I lead you in and, and introduce you to my uh, my grandma. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, that's technically the end of character uh, creation. Um, okay, cool. I uh, totally down to keep rolling and like RPing through these scenes. If that's mm-hmm. where you want to pick off when we p- pick pick up when we get back into it. But before that happens, uh, I've got a few more questions for you. Sure. Uh, and then we can take a little bio break uh, and then hop back in. So. Again, we've kind of touched on this because talking about this stuff is so much fun. But what are you looking forward to exploring most in the land of Heath? Hmm. I don't know. I kind of like not knowing what to expect. <laughs> that's that's fair. That, yeah, that is I, also a wonderful answer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a good answer to this. <laughs> that's totally fair. Uh, it. And I guess I should I should reference or preface it. It could be a physical thing. Uh, it could also be like an emotion that you want to explore more, or or something uh, else okay. completely abstract. Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of like what is a thing on your mind right now that you want to get out of this game, or, or at least look at. I'm hoping that um, early can find some of his own like. Uh, 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 what would be the word um resolution to his own grief mm-hmm. i feel like he spends most of his time and energy helping others that yeah. he has some some of his own things he hasn't worked through so so it's like a looking hoping to find time for you yeah yeah all right uh and then my last question uh something that i ask every guest to contribute is a physical attribute to the land of Haith. Um, just so we can, you know, as more guests come on, we can build beautiful locations that are present in this world. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I already referenced mine to you, uh, the, the moon thing. Uh, other, and this could be small or it could be big, uh, as in-depth or as, like, small the opposite of in-depth, I guess, <laughs> terse yeah. as possible. Um, others have been the Whispering Peaks, uh, mountain ranges where winds kind of move and and give the voices of spirits to answer questions. Um, and then the Moving Cave of Secrets, um, kind of like uh, uh, the, the, the ancient Greek labyrinth, uh, always shifting, hiding, Hiding lost history, ghosts of the past, and secrets. Yeah. Um, can I elaborate on something that's already established? Yeah, of course. 
this is a free free reign at yeah. to add things uh when you told me that one of the moons was special that it was like tidally locked yes uh, i think there was like a mythology about that moon as that moon being the afterlife <gasps> where spirits go and it's tidally locked so that the 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 ancestors of the past can always be looking at the present I love that. I love moon stuff. <laughs> and and since we're introducing this new area, maybe in the like the the, the fields of, of Borderland, that, that one moon is always particularly present here. I like that. Oh gosh. That's perfect because um my my uh my headcanon for where that moon was uh was potentially a large battlefield. Because you know, given the the stuff that the hate says, the the history is uh, kind of nasty, violent. Uh, that's not there anymore, and you know, shitty people in charge. And mm-hmm. of course, whenever there's something cool and special, somebody who thinks they're in charge is going to want it. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is kind of like the 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 afterfields of that. All right, I think that is pretty much everything that we have for the first half let me check my notes oh just to just to just to add on to that there's probably like like a religious order in the world too that is like that is is non-violent and also like really considers that moon to be holy in the sense that it's like look our ancestors are watching us we need to make sure that we you know are on our best behavior and we don't make the same mistakes as them.